Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Guys, it is Sunday. It is 9.45 a.m. on a Sunday. I have a new upstairs neighbor and bless her, I think it's a her, heart. She's either having a full-on party this morning for Jesus. I, I, I don't know what's going on up there, but let me tell you, I have some trauma around upstairs neighbors, okay? As you may be aware, if you have been following me on Instagram for the last few years, you know I have been through several upstairs neighbors. This is not by any means have anything to do with me. This is not my fault. People move in and out above me all the time. And I think there's just something off about the energy <laughs> of the apartment above me. Um, because when I first moved here, there was one single man living above me and he just stopped. Like he walked angry. You know when someone walks angry? Yeah, he walked angry. And it would bring me back to my childhood because, you know, we grew up in a, a decent sized house, um, two stories. But you could hear when people were walking around upstairs, you know, and you could definitely hear when someone was a little angry because it shows up in their footsteps. Now, let me break this down for you the Amy way. Okay. When you're angry, anger is an emotion. Emotion is energy. And that energy is then going to translate in what you do and say. So, yeah, it's going to come through your legs when you're walking because it's in you. So, you know, when we were a kid, when we were kids and that thumping kind of ensued, you knew to go hide. So when I moved in here, I was fresh out of moving from my parents' house and that trauma was still a little fresh, guys. So the thumping above me really would trigger me. Mind you, the psycho that he was also like, <laughs> so, so there's the sliding glass door that I have out onto, um, if I was on the second story or the third or the fourth, it would be a balcony, right? But I'm not, I'm ground level. So it's just like a slab of concrete that we're going to call my patio. <laughs> and the patio, um, you know, is, is right out in front of like the parking lot, but there's grass there. So it was rather convenient to just slide the door open and take Dewey out that way, then have to go out my actual front door, walk down the hallway, and then go onto the grass. I felt it was rather convenient until Psycho um, didn't like me sliding my door open and my dog barking outside, outside. My dog was outside. He was in the land of the free, in the home of the brave, and motherfucker decided to start throwing his shoes at his glass door because my dog was barking outside 
And this situation escalated rather quickly because Psycho started throwing his shoes. It was like 9.30 in the morning. Now, let's preface this with this um, management company for the place that I live. They'll bring in construction workers who are full-on banging, smashing shit in apartments at 8 a.m., Construction can start at 8 a.m. So if my dog is outside barking at like 9.30 a.m., you have no argument. And Mr. Man started throwing his shoes at the door. I'm saying shoes because that is what it sounded like. It sounded like someone literally wailing a shoe and smashing it into a glass sliding door. So, of course, my sensitive dog, because he's my dog and I'm sensitive like tucked his tail and didn't want to pee outside and because you could hear this right outside because his balcony is right above my slab of concrete so I come inside and I slide my door shut and now I'm pissed and angry Amy when angry Amy listen I have to tame her okay because I know where I can go with her. When I was younger, I uh, my anger came out in wild ways. And I have worked trem- a tremendous amount of years on processing that anger and that pain and that trauma and then like curbing it in healthy ways. So but when you when when I get instigated to that point where I know she wants to come out, um I, I really have to pause and kind of check myself, especially in front of my dog, because I'm a very strong, um, I, I'm a very, very big proponent of not traumatizing my child. And I consider doing my child. I don't, I don't yell and scream at him or in front of him. I don't want him around those things. And mainly because that's what I was exposed to a lot growing up. So needless to say, it really set me off. And I was about to do what, you know, I was shown and taught to do growing up, which is like, you're going to start snapping and going off. Oh, I'm going to get louder than you. And I couldn't muster it up because I didn't realize how traumatized I was by like noise above me let alone like violent angry noise above me so what happened was I shut my sliding door and where I wanted to just start smashing shit really loud to really like amp things up I shut down and I froze you know they say flight fight flight or I can't I listen I I stumble over those all the time fight flight or freeze I freeze. Um, old Amy, like angry Amy, like way back in the day. Oh, she fought. She fought. She got right in your face, and she and I've talked about it before. But but healthy Amy, um, when when there's still trauma there, freezes dependent on the trauma. So I froze, and I literally because I saw my dog scared, and I didn't realize what was still operating inside of me. I collapsed to the ground in my apartment in the fetal like position like holding my knees and just kind of holding Dewey and rocking back and forth like a psycho and that is what happened with neighbor one and then and then the universe worked in my favor and um he got relocated 
so for his job so suddenly he moved out on one random day but I had to endure him for almost a year and then neighbor two moved in and neighbor two was a couple and um, the domestic abuse started day one like there was slamming and banging and I thought you know you give them a little leeway when they first move in because you know they're hanging shit on the wall they're moving furniture around they're getting settled like I am not an irrational person at all so I I always give the benefit of the doubt there but the screaming and the yelling and the thumping was outrageous and it continued consistently throughout the week um, the first few weeks they were there and I was complaining and complaining to management and that is mainly why I moved into a place where there was management because I didn't want to have to call the cop like I wanted a buffer you know well that buffer was not working in my favor because management is just not on the up and up around here so they would call or they'd claim they called and they would you know then they'd call me and say well we let them know we verbally notified them but it wouldn't stop and I kept complaining and management just like they didn't change their approach come on people if it doesn't work the first five times one way change the way you're doing it so what ultimately ended up happening is like probably about six months deep into them being here I ended up having to call the cops because I heard the girl scream like bloody murder and mind you if you have ever lived in an apartment building or you currently live in an apartment building and you have rather thin walls like I do or supersonic hearing like I do then you don't really know exactly what you're hearing sometimes you know what I mean like I can hear every footstep I can hear when people pee in the bathroom because it's so thin and and that's just you know a construction <laughs> issue but when there is running and screaming and banging you don't know are they playful and having fun do you know what I mean like at, there were times where I was like maybe it's just rough sex good for them um but then I wasn't sure you know and I was at, at some point I just started observing the behavior that was going on like the guy they had one car the guy obviously drove and she didn't she stayed home and didn't work from what I was gathering and she didn't leave the apartment she didn't ever leave the apartment I never even saw her leave with him except for like two times and then I saw her in daylight one other time because she was running away from him and he was chasing her down the sidewalk and they were arguing like way out like in front of the building so as I gathered all my information and was like piecing it together I'm like there's something a little strange going on here but I'm not quite sure what it is so yeah that was a whole saga in itself of of neighbor number two and now neighbor number three has moved in above me and I don't know him or her I don't know who it is I only saw um, people trying to carry a couch a few days ago up the flight of stairs and walked outside and shouted pivot you know if you watched friends then you know what I'm talking about and they all looked at me and then I, I didn't know they were moving in above me at the time so you know that's a good first impression but I don't really care because it was funny <laughs> and we are only like this is like day two 
that they're here like like last night was like the second night they slept here and you know there's still noise they renovated the whole place in between the domestic abuse situation and these people mind you if we go back for a second I got that guy arrested and then deported accidentally I didn't know I didn't know the situation so I just called the cops one day and reported that I you know she screamed bloody murder and that management knew and this is an ongoing thing and then what happened four officers showed up for domestic I would say maybe one or two right one or two squad cars no four showed up guys four okay and they were here a while and then they walked him right out in cuffs right past my window and he was back within two hours, so clearly she didn't press any charges or anything. However, then within like a month, I didn't see him again, and his car was dumped by the dumpster, like abandoned. And she was still upstairs, and suddenly she started to emerge. And I was getting some like a little bit of backlash from people when I was sharing this on, on Instagram because... They, I think they were forgetting that I do account for the situation. Like, if she was in a domestic um, abuse situation, then her emerging after he left, it, you know, maybe she and her behavior being a little bit strange, which it was when she did come out in public, um, would make sense given the, the situation. But you also have to know all of the other details and you have to factor into the equation that, like, I also was enduring things during during their stuff like it, their abuse was inadvertently affecting my home life my work life my mental health and my peace so in me and people forget that you know they pull out one piece of what you're sharing online and they really forget like they overlook your intention or your heart or factoring to the equation like that you're human or you know the nature of your work or like a any other factor it's kind of like when you go to the doctor right when you go to the doctor like a medical professional um, most of them only look at the symptom you're presenting they don't they don't approach it holistically like I would in my work or a holistic practitioner would they are trained to to look at the symptom and then diagnose based off of the symptom but you know this is why they don't want you to google because you know if you google one symptom if i google headache because i got one right now <laughs> it could come up with you have a brain tumor to you have a sinus infection right or maybe i just have a random headache because the weather changed and I don't get oxygen through my nose like there are so many things that people overlook in that equation right so if I just base it off of I have a headache and I don't address all of the other things going on in my life and like who I am as an individual like not everybody has collapsed nasal valves but Amy does so you should probably factor that into the equation if you're approaching my headache you know, so that that's like what people do on social media. They don't factor all of those things in. They look at one thing like a medical professional is trained to do. And I listen, I am not shaming medical professionals. I have them in my family. My immediate family it, are medical professionals. Um, so 
don't at me for that either because it's not going you're not going to get very far. I uh, I've got plenty of medical professionals around me who acknowledge and wholeheartedly agree that the system is rather broken. <laughs> you you won't often hear me speak like that. The system is rather broken. The system is rather broken. And, and I can attest to that. It took me going to 14 different doctors to finally have one address my nose issue and for what it is. I had a whole surgery, guys. I had a whole fucking surgery at the top hospital. Okay. At the top, UPenn. I went to UPenn. I went to the specialist of the specialists. He's the guy who is referred like the the specialist refers to the specialist of the specialists okay when they don't know when it's so rare I am always that person I am always the very 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 rare one where the top specialist is like I have no fucking idea what is wrong with you I never seen or heard every doctor that I've ever seen says that to even my family practice doctor who I don't see very often unless like I do get sick and need to see a doctor. I go to her and I love her dearly because she has such a kind heart and she understands me. But even she will look at me and go, you always come in with the weirdest problems. And I go, that is nothing new. I know that. I know that. So let's just move on now and address, <laughs> address it. And they have to, in in working with me as a patient, you have to take into account what I'm telling you or I'm not going to be your patient anymore. You ha- I, I will advocate for myself. After going to 14 different doctors around the land, that's how we will say it, around the land, around the entire state of New Jersey, I had to go out of state to Pennsylvania to UPenn and I, I only ended up there because I landed at a dentist who called in a favor and said, go there. And I went there, I called the person they recommended, and the person they recommended was the like the, the head person in charge of the, the, the specialty department. I'm making the specialty department up, but you're following, I'm sure. And he was like, dude, I don't know. I'm going to refer you to the specialist of the specialist. And the specialists of the specialists did a surgery on me that, yes, I agreed to. Yes, we could consider it was rather, um, it, it would be classified as voluntary because if it's in a non, if it's a non emerge I know too much about too much, guys. Funerals and, and medical stuff, law stuff, come at me because I know it. I, I've been there. I told you. Street smarts like a motherfucker. So, yeah, he, um... Oh, and by the way, if you're if you're hearing a sound change, I'm really still getting used to this microphone. So work with me here because I'm ho- I'm holding it steady, but I'm also trying not to laugh directly into it. Don't worry, I'll get back on track with my story. Just need to brief you here. I'm trying not to laugh and heavy breathe because I tried to listen to a, a comedian's podcast the other day who is hilarious on Instagram, and I was highly disappointed by the podcast because the reviews were like oh my god this is so great this is so funny I was not finding humor at all and I was getting annoyed because I could hear him into the microphone or like when people like we can't do that I, I can't do that to you I that shit bothers me when I hear it so I'm doing my best bear with me 
I will find my 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 equilibrium here. But you know, this is only po- this is only episode dose with a with a real mic. So you got to give me that learning curve. Back to my story. The any surgery that is um, non-emergent is technically a voluntary surgery. If it's non-emergent, it's voluntary. It's common fucking sense. So I'm not dying, but he was like, hey, we can do this procedure where we scope through your nose and into your gland. Remember, the issue was my half my face would swell and then I'd get all sorts of weird throbbing pains and shooting pains because you got a million fucking nerves in your face. And the diagnoses I've got over the years ranged from, Lord, like you have neurological problems, go to a neurologist. We already know I got a brain cyst in my head. It ain't affecting anything except I see double. There you go. Now you have another little insight into Amy world. I see double. Um, I have adjusted though. Only sometimes do I hallucinate when I drive at night and think street signs are people, but you know, it's fine. I I haven't, I don't hit animals. I break for them. I, I have been told, do you have, not told, but suggested, and it's not a kind suggestion when there, when that's not what's wrong with you and you know, that's not what's wrong with you. But the person says, do you have Bell's palsy? I don't have Bell's palsy. Do you know what Bell's palsy is? Do you know how to distinguish if somebody has it? Well, let me show you. If I smile, my face is symmetrical. Dipshit. So by it not being so symmetrical because my cheek is swollen, wouldn't you factor into the equation that there's like inflammation in my cheek? It's not a nerve problem. And I, I don't even have my MD and I can say this, right? I even went for a thermograph, okay? Now, if you've never been to a, to a facility to get a thermograph, I'm sure it has its um, value. At the time, I was desperate and had had a million and one ultrasounds, MRIs, the whole fucking nine yards. So I went uh, on my own, paid out of pocket. Because that shit ain't, that's like, that's an alternative remedy. That's not necessarily medically covered. A thermograph is like you stand in this room and they basically scan your body for like the body temperature. And that's the Amy version of explaining it. I'm sure you could Google it and find some bigger words to identify it. But this is my forte. I simplify it and dumb it down for you. So when you get the test results back, which are instant pretty much it basically shows you um where there's kind of like inflammation in your body which doesn't tell you all that fucking much it just tells you if your body is inflamed in a certain area then there's a problem going on meaning your body is like fighting off something or it's fighting itself now again Nobody knew what to do with the thermograph results when I would send them with my large packet of all of the other medical charts. And yeah, so so it was a long ass journey. And I had a whole surgery on my face on a gland on my 
on my parotid gland, which is like sits like in your cheek, had a whole surgery a couple years ago on that. It's a big head and neck surgery, guys. They stick a scope through your nose. They go and, and wind it down through your passageways into your cheek. And they found a what they would call a stricture, um, which is like basically the little tubes that connect things in my face were so tiny. This is this is my mom's explanation for all of my problems. Well, you're you're a really tiny girl. <laughs> you're you're very petite and you have tiny little passageways in your face. Possibly. Yeah. But that's not the <laughs> that's not the issue. There are tinier humans than me. I am all not I'm not that tiny. I'm average. I'm five five and a half. Okay? Five five and a half. That is important. I'm average height for my age and 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 sure if I have tiny nasal pass it but there are other people in the world with tiny nasal passages and they're not causing crooked swollen faces. But I digress. I mean, I don't know how I transitioned from neighbor talk to medical talk, but that is why you enjoy listening to this, isn't it? Because who knows? I was listening to one of the last pod, one of the last episodes, because I listen like, listen, I'm not going to I'm I have no shame in saying this. I am not going to be one of those people who gets on here and acts real coy and goes, I don't listen to my own podcast. No, I am my biggest fan. I not only listen to it once, I listen to it twice and I get a fucking kick out of it. And I don't criticize it one bit, but I did catch on to to like the last one where I took a hard pivot at one point and jumped back. And uh, you might not have even caught on. You might have just thought that's how her brain works. But and it's possible that it does. But I think I lost my train of thought at one point and jumped back like about 15 minutes in my dialogue to something I was talking about earlier, thinking that was where I began. Because I can just spiral off sometimes. Speaking of spiraling, I was was catching up on my Jersey Shore. Now, yes, I watch Jersey Shore. And I watch Jersey Shore because I watch things from Jersey. I like to. Because I can't really... (laughs) I can't relate much to what they do but I like watching it because I like seeing my state and I like seeing if I know the place they're at like you know there there are things that resonate there and I feel connected to it um plus I was you know I have been bared witness I've been present when they've been filming way back when they first began in in Seaside so you know I, I I like watching it I do and um I I don't like to expose people. I don't think this is exposing anyone. So so Snooky and her husband live um they not their not their main residence, but they have a shore house and their shore house is literally neighboring my family's shore house. I will say my family cuz you don't need to know who owns the house and and so on and so forth. So, when we go down there and everybody is very respectful of the fact that, you know, she's famous and so on, but I I see her often um down there. And what I always 
what so I like watching her I do because she's kind of a neighbor you know like that's how we connect things in our brain like uh, I I know that I don't know her guys I don't know her I ain't a liar I don't know her do I see her at a distance because her shore house neighbors my family's yes <laughs> again my family's does not mean I own it I do not own the house I will emphasize that for any family member listening I'm just not going to expose who owns the house this is exhausting I'm not going to keep disclaimering my stories either I've got people coming up to me like related that are like why did you tell the story this way or why did you why didn't you preface with Jesus would you say this I'm going to go back to my comedian example are you going to yell at a comedian because of how they told the story? I'm telling the story in the best way I know how to keep certain things private or discreet. Is dis discreet mean private? I don't know. Y'all know I love a synonym. I don't want to tell stories in specific types of ways on purpose because then I'm going to subject people to to you know exposure or you know a, a privacy invasion that they don't deserve I, but all my stories are very true and we'll leave it at that but if I if I make a blanket statement and I say my family owns it well you know cousins are family so there you go <laughs> that's what I'm trying to avoid that sound right there trying to avoid it but I can't control my laughter and I'm trying to laugh away from the deal with it. Okay. Deal with it. At least I'm conscious aware and I'm admitting to my flaws. Moving on. We're trying to avoid that sound. too. <laughs> Moving right along. Moving on. So I watched this movie last night on Lifetime Movie Network. If if I don't at some point in my life get some sort of sponsorship with Lifetime, then we really know life isn't fair. Because I have seen every Lifetime movie probably ever made. I've been watching Lifetime movies since the dawn of time. And I went now like I get annoyed when I see a preview and they're like special premiere I go that's not a special premiere I watched that movie three weeks ago dipshits what are you doing by the way dipshit is the is the word of the day apparently I watched a movie last night on Lifetime Movie Network and it was called The Secrets of the Sisterhood now you better go watch it okay I don't I don't care if you're a dude listening go watch it it's a good lifetime is a good time. It's so much better than Hallmark. And I will tell you why Hallmark is too fluffy. Okay. It's too foo foo rah rah. Everybody's happy. Everybody's in love, which is wonderful. Of course we want everybody to be happy and in love, but you have to factor into the equation that there is contrast in life. And, 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 and that's just the way it is. I learn more by watching the opposite of fluffy because the opposite of fluffy helps me stay fluffy okay so the sisters of the the secrets of the sisterhood I don't I listen 
I'm lucky I don't have a lisp, okay? Because I, sometimes when I speak, I don't know what the fuck is coming out of my mouth. And why am I saying all of these words like fight, fright, flight, like, and secrets of the sister? I just wouldn't make it as a rapper as much as I would want to as I stumble over my own syllables. So the secrets of the sisterhood, it really... Oh, man. Like, if you, if you, if, if, if you, oh, you know, whatever's going to come after this long, long, if you is going to be really good. If you're into personal development, okay, and you've been around the block a few times, you need to watch this. You need to watch this and just take, take notes of how a lot of people in the world trick people and manipulate people. Listen, yes, I'm in that field, so to speak. I like to consider myself my own breed. Like I'm a hybrid of my of my own making, okay? Like I am that that we already addressed. I'm that rare one percenter I am like the, the 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 dog breed that you know only exists. There's only one of us in the world, and we mated about five different breeds together to make this one, and and I'm gorgeous. <laughs> I uh, okay. <laughs> I just can't get the words out because this is just too, there's so much here. Okay. I have to unpack it and I have, I have like 10 minutes or so to unpack this for you. Cause I, I've noticed that there's a nice, there's a nice time. There's a nice amount of time on these podcasts that y'all like and, and don't like. And if we go past that, I lose you. So I am not offended by it. I'm just going to try to unpack this rather quickly. In the personal development world, and, that, and I've, I've been involved in it in my own capacity, obviously, since around online, 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 online. Not, not like, you know, out in the open. Online, okay? Have been involved in it since about 2014 is when I began doing this for a living. Okay. And, um, it's a wild world out there, guys. It's like the wild fucking West. And some of these people, some of these people are self-proclaimed experts and by self-proclaimed experts, I mean, they think because on a Saturday afternoon, they make circles with their crystals and they line up their tarot cards and they do a little, mm, ah, oh, right. And like they chant and they go, humana, 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 um, that they can help you. And uh, listen, I will attest there have been many times years ago, years ago, where I got tangled up in, in, in some things where we'll just keep it really simple. If there's anybody out there that is just strictly kind of telling you what to do, and you know, my clients always hear me say this, anybody who's telling you what to do is not helping you. They're disempowering you. 
anybody who's educating you on you, like helping you, providing you the tools and the understanding and the guidance to better get to know you, they are empowering you. Okay, but disempowering you, and I have been in situations, I have many, 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 many years ago, early 20s, where I had people that were claiming to help me that were not helping me because they were taking my power from me. Do I think that maybe they didn't know that? Mm, Yeah, to a degree, I think they probably didn't think about it that way. And that says a lot about where they are with themselves and, and, and their level of health mentally um emotionally and behaviorally okay but you know the difference you can feel the difference you can experience the difference anybody who's like i have the answers to all of your problems and like there you don't have to play a part in them not helping you manipulating you taking your power and your money from you yes so this movie And there's plenty more and I could list off probably a whole list of them that I have watched that that you could watch. Like the Nexium cult one that I think played on Lifetime 2. Watch that one. That one's fascinating and it's based on a true story. Um, People really get drawn into these personal development worlds where there are these big conferences where... You know, they they bring in for one thing, like the Nexium cult one was like something about business. They were bringing them in about business stuff. And then once they got them in and it's always kind of the same storyline in these movies where like they invite you to a private home and then there's like a group of women or a group of men and women and they're all in like robes, right? Like white robes with like colored sashes and you walk in as like the outsider and they're all like eerily eerily smiling at you and you're kind of like right there that's a red fucking flag for me but if you make it past that point oh child I don't know what's going on with you if you make it past that point but in the Nexium cult one they made it past that point because they they kind of looked around but they like gave it a chance in that particular situation I ain't giving it a chance <laughs> mm no y'all got robes on and it ain't choir practice I am out unless you're gonna start clapping and like singing praise to Jesus and swaying like Whoopi Goldberg I am out of here as quickly as I entered that door not even staying for a hi hello let's shake hands kind of thing because they will trick you and and that's what they do there's so much manipulation And I'm not saying this to like frighten anybody. I'm saying it to like educate you because so many people fall for it. I have anybody who's like telling you what's going on in your life, right? Uh, Telling you what's going on in your life is not helping you, helping you understand and it come out of your mouth, right? Helping you understand your behavior, helping you understand your thoughts and your choices and it coming out of your mouth why you did what you did and really making sense of it, that is helpful. That is empowering. And there are, there are many, many people. And again, I will say, uh, listen, I'll toot my horn, own horn all day. I am, I am rare. No, I'm not a licensed therapist. I am certified and qualified in what I do. But I also had many, many years until I was certified where I did a lot of spiritual work. Spiritual meaning mind, body like 
I don't like to say soul or spirit because people really go off with those words, but I like to say mind, body, energy, which energy is emotion stuff. Like I I did many, many years. And before that I did do therapy. Like I've been in this game for, for quite a long time since a teen. Was I capable of helping anybody in my teens and early twenties? Absolutely not. I was a fucking shit show. I was a mess. I was a mess. I started helping people at the right time in my life when I was stable and capable of educating others because I was qualified to do so. And that's the thing in this world. It's a, it's, it, it, you don't, you don't need, you know, like licensed therapists, they need to have certain licenses and they need to do certain things. They need to have certain qualifications in the online personal development world, like, I mean, to be a life coach, you don't, you don't need to be certified to be a life coach or call yourself a life coach. And I know many people who just slap the title life coach on themselves for funsies because they think it'll be good marketing. So you have to be able to discern, you know? So I watched this movie, The Sisters of the Secrets of the Sisterhood. I will fuck it up every time. Whatever. The secret. This is probably why Lifetime will never, you know, give me a ad spot for that. I am not. I am not a scripted person. Secrets of the Sisterhood was like this woman was going through a divorce. I won't listen. I'm not going to to spoiler it for you if you want to watch it. But the gist of this was like she's going through a divorce and her estranged sister, who was also a hot mess, returned into her life on ran- one random occasion and was like, hey, I'm doing better. I'd like to show you something and didn't like tell her what. First of all, if my sister pulls up, she's not because she lives across the country. But if she was if she just pulled up and was like, hey, come with me, I'd like to show you something. Not that I don't trust her, but I'm not going. I'm not go tell me where I'm going. I don't blindly get into cars with strangers. I learned that lesson a very at a very, very young age. Don't take candy from strangers. Don't get in cars with strangers. My sister is not a stranger, but if you tell me, hey, just come with me and I'm not telling you where I'm going, you might be taking me to a stranger. I don't know. You might have snapped that day. I mm boundaries. Where are you taking me? And why? And how long? just got in the car and went with her sister and they show up at this big ass mansion and uh, as they're walking in she's like so this is like a group of women and we all get together and it's like a sisterhood and and the sister that got like dragged along was like like a self-help group and the other sister was like yeah we could say that come on is that not like did that not wake you up enough when you heard that? And then they go in and it's like a room full of women. And then a woman that looks like I, Ilana, Ayana, I fixed my life lady. You know who I'm talking about, who she was the big ass guru that was there. And then she's, she's like, well, I, I used to do this in the public. Like I used to have this sisterhood publicly, but people criticized it. So we had to go underground. If anybody tells you they had to go underground, run, run in the, uh, take it from somebody from Jersey. Okay. If somebody says we had to go underground, nobody has to go underground. 
except if they were part of the Underground Railroad. Nobody has to go underground. You choose, you choose that. You chose to go underground because you knew what you were doing was not right. So, you know, she says that. And then basically they have this whole group meeting. And this is the only other part I need you to hear. They have this whole group meeting. They bring the new girl up without like any warning. That's not cool. Number one, you're a self-help group. You didn't even give that woman any level of respect to say, we might invite you up and you have a choice. They didn't, they took away her choice. Disempowering. They took away her choice. They basically put her on the spot in a giant room full of women. That's not cool. And not everybody has a mouth like Amy. Cause if it was Amy standing there, Amy would have looked that Ayana lady lookalike dead in the eye and said, did you really just put me on the spot and, and take away my power to choose? Like I handle shit like that, but that's me. One percenter here. So they didn't do, they put her on the spot. And if you are meek and a little insecure and obviously going through some shit, like, you know, you're just going to kind of obey and oblige. So that's what she did. She, they were like, don't be scared. We're here to support you. Oh, so they brought her up and they're like, tell us about yourself. And she's giving like basic facts, you know, shit that you would fill out on like a, a registration form for something, name, date, birthday, occupation. Like that's what she's giving them. She's like, I don't know what more you want to know. And the Ilana lookalike lady, I don't know how to say her name, by the way, but like that, she looked d- dead like her, like d- dead, dead, dead like her, dead. You know what I mean? Looked exactly like her. So I'm just giving you reference here (laughs) so so she was like well aren't you going through a divorce like she had information that was fed to her obviously through her sister but she had information about this woman that this information this woman did not provide her that's also fucked up that's so wrong you that you just exposed a vulnerability of that woman who you're claiming you're going to help in front of a room full of people this is why This is why I am a stickler for not attending those large personal development events like Tony Robbins stuff, any of those things, giant rooms of people with the same mental, I don't want to be part of, not because I'm a person that doesn't want to be around like-minded people. I'm a strong believer that like-minded people that resonate with you will be attracted to you regardless of where you are and what you do. I'm a strong believer in that. Just like I'm a strong believer in my future husband will show up in my life. However, whenever, when it's the right time, like I don't need to go out and search and chase you down and find you. I know that like that, that's a belief that I hold and don't waver on. I trust that. I don't want to pay $4,000 to sit in the audience of a Tony Robbins seminar, not because I don't think that some people do find value in that. I'm not shaming you if you have gone and, and you do find value there. I am saying that that's not for me, and I'll tell you why. Number one, it's cult-like. And when I say cult-like, I mean it's like mob mentality, okay? When you're in a room full of that many people with the same mindset and this and similar goal, then you're not checking in with your emotions. And what you are doing is you are, you are basically aligning 
with everybody else and or choosing things to seek the validation of everybody else in the room. I do not believe that is the pathway to helping yourself. Do I believe that it's maybe a fun experience for some people? Do do I feel that maybe some people show up there because they're in need of something and they feel like it will provide a large transformation and they get something out of it? Yes, because the energy in the room of something like that can impact your emotions. But once those those temporary emotions, because all emotions are temporary, subside, guess what happens? All of that pain resides. Okay? So great $4,000 experience, but you could have also went to Disney World and gotten a high on Splash Mountain. And that's really my forte. So, so like that's something I would rather do. And that's why, like, when when I did an in-person event, it was framed around, let's just go have fun. We're going to go break shit. We're going to go do indoor trapeze. We're going to go through these really fun experiences that are going to naturally stir up emotions because that's just what life does. But we're going to have a blast doing it, and I'm not going to subject you to a situation where you're being manipulated or disempowered. All my opinion, obviously, um, you can't debate it with me. I'm not going to change my mind. I have very strong opinions about those things. I have very strong opinions about retreats. And listen, a lot of people are going to hate me for saying this. I might lose listeners for saying this. That's totally fine with me because then we're not, you know, on the same page here. But I am, I don't, I'm not down for like retreats where, first of all, if you use the word sisterhood, I'm out. Clearly, after this movie, I'm out. I checked out this movie. They just like they use the word sisterhood in an abusive way. Am I saying that everybody does? No, but I'm saying I have a sister. One, just one. Do I have friends that I could say are like sisters? I wouldn't call them sisters. They're my friends. Like I'm just very clear on what what I label things and why I do right? Like sister is the label I put on somebody who is blood related to me. If, if I didn't have one that was also popping out of my mother's vagina, right? Like we didn't share the same mother and father. You ain't my sister. Could you be like a sister? Could you be close like a sister? Yeah, sure. Like I, I know, listen, you might be like, wow, Amy, you really overanalyze that. I don't consider it that way. I think I'm just very clear on what I believe and what I like. The whole point of this podcast is is for me to get that out because I can't always get that out in certain other settings like like my Instagram captions. I can't get out in my Instagram caption all of this, you know, because people really take things out of context when they don't hear your tone of voice or they don't really know you. Right. Or they don't know why you're saying what you're saying or they don't have full context around it, whatever. So, yeah, I'm very, mm, I steer far away from like group settings where, or like retreats for women. Oh, for women, let's all have a full moon circle. Cause, cause I just don't vibe, I, I, I don't want to say I don't vibe with that stuff. At one point, I did, but I've, 
I've grown past that. And, and I'm saying that deliberately that way, because the truth of the matter is if that, if your entire belief system is, is not, um, fully grounded in understanding what some of these, these things provide you. For instance, if you don't fully understand what like working with crystals actually does, and you think it's just like healing you, they're, they're, they're a tool that helps. They don't heal you. I just did. I just did today, right now, like before this, put up a whole post on tools versus solutions. Okay. Go read it on my Instagram page. Cause unless you're listening to this like three weeks from now, then good luck finding it. (laughs) But like, it's just, you know, there, yeah. Are there, is there energy? Is there stuff that comes up for people when the moon cycles change? Absolutely. Okay. Am I somebody who's sitting there tracking the moon cycles and like doing release ceremonies? No, you should be doing that shit all the time. Don't be waiting around when there's a full moon, half moon, new moon, whatever it is for you to finally sit down and process your emotions. Like, let's get this shit together. Somebody needs to educate you the proper way. And why not have it be somebody who has experienced all of that and then some? Because I have. I have. I've been exposed to all of that. I've been exposed to never processing my emotions and carrying around a million crystals and little like ritual like things that were supposed to heal me but all they did was like mislead me they made me put my power into an outside object and think that that outside object was going to fix my relationship and it wasn't what was going to fix my relationship was me fixing my relationship with me and really processing my trauma and my behavior patterns and my belief systems around relationships in general so yeah, so I've got a whole thing. I could do 10 more episodes on this topic alone because it's a whole thing that I watch all the time, especially because like once you start your business and you build it to a certain degree, and I have, and I'm really proud of what I've built for myself and how I've approached it and 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 my reputation. But other people pop in and they've they when 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 they feel the need to argue with you about your beliefs like I'm not going and jumping in comments of other people's posts to argue with you I value my time and energy and I respect you and your belief system too much to do that there's you see like I I respect you even if I don't agree with you. So I'm going to respect your space and your platform and I'm not going to jump in there and and debate you. If I follow you and let's say there's something you post that I've got thoughts on, I'm I might comment, but I'm not going to say it in a way that's going to shame you or put you down. I'm just going to speak on behalf of myself, right? And then how you react to me is is totally up to you and your responsibility and, and whatever you've got inside of you. That's it. I, it's a very simple life when you understand it properly. But but there's there's just a lot out there that is out there and people latch on to because they're vulnerable or they're desperate and they, uh, you know, they need help and they and they or they need validation or they they need something 
And there's people that just want money or to say they got a client or whatever. Wow, this episode really went in a path, went in a direction. I told you, listen, I can't talk today, apparently. Went in a direction I didn't see coming, but it's good. I'm glad I got it off my chest. However, I forgot to turn my heat off during this episode, and I just realized that. It kicked on about three times. And I did heavy breathe a few times into the mic. So if by the time I sign off here and I re-listen to this episode, if I'm unpleased, I will have to re-record the whole thing. And that is the magic of Amy. I'll see you next week. <laughs>